Mayday is brought to you by JordanDene.com. That is Jordan, D-E-N-E.com. Uh, she runs an apparel and accessories company. Uh, it is fantastic stuff. This is functional fandom items. So these are t-shirts, accessories, aprons, all kinds of great things that are themed around fandoms but aren't your everyday looking stuff. So definitely go check them out. Uh, JordanDene.com. Once again, it's J-O-R-D-A-N, like Jordan, uh, D-E-N-E.com. Our organization podcast partner this month is NARAL Missouri. They are Missouri's largest grassroots pro-choice organization working to protect a woman's right to a full range of reproductive health care for over 40 years. They are doing some amazing work. For more information about them, you can go to ProChoiceMissouri.org. That's ProChoiceMissouri.org to get more information about NARAL Missouri. Lastly, our wild card. It is called Geek Girl Brunch. You can find out all about them if you visit their website, geekgirlbrunch.com. This was something that is really cool. Very grassroots. Started uh, up in New York City by three women who were looking to start a women's only uh, brunch group to just talk about geeky stuff and do geeky stuff with fandoms and all kinds of things. You can visit them, geekgirlbrunch.com. They have a map and a list of their chapters. You can also apply to start a chapter in your city if this is something you are interested in. This is Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hey everybody, it's Justin and joined by, who am I joined by today for Mayday? Who, who's here? Who's here? Sarah. And Tiana. Sarah and Tiana. Yep. It's like, how you doing Sarah? I'm it feels like great. it's been so long. I know. Reunited. We missed you. Reunited. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels so I missed good. you too. Well, we are uh, very happy to be together today. We finally are able to announce uh, our costume contest winners. Yay! Uh, we had a little scheduling delay, um, mostly because this is great. I'll tell the story. Ann Crabtree, who was judging our uh, individual contest, emailed me back and said i'm very sorry if uh i'm sorry it took so long to make a decision i got like three days ago um i was <laughs> this is great i was at the un with uh with uh, with the organization i guess they were putting together a day of like a- uh, against women violence and international like whole like campaign thing that she was involved with and like spoke at the united nations and i was like you don't have to ever apologize to us ever really for anything but especially when you're at the United Nations talking about violence against women, I think we're okay. Yeah, and so we can she, wait for that. She has chosen our individual winner, and we will be posting that. Uh, you can find that all over our social medias. We're going to keep that top secret, so you can go find that on you're the Twitter love it. and the Facebook. And uh, where else are we? Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Oh, the Instagram. That's right. That's, that's, the, one, that's the one with the pictures, right? That's yes. the one with the pictures. Uh, so you can find us at Handmade Podcast. So go look for that. So let's talk about our other two categories, which were pets, which was awesome, and group, which turned out to be super awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about our pet winners first. So we got several, but our uh, pet categories winner is Megan. And uh, I I pulled up Megan's email. Everybody sent in an email. And so I was very intrigued by the uh, stories that people sent in about their entries and... So hers was uh, so it, her, her hers was a cat, and the cat has one eye like Janine, which is amazing. That's pretty and she great. Said, and she made a point of saying, "I did not cut my cat's eye out on purpose. <laughs> it was just already like this," which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so this is what she says. This, 
This enthusiastic pretty lady is Ninja. She loved being wrapped up in a red, in, and I guess it was a red sash, uh, with paper towel as her wings. So it was like not even like a, you know, super like overdone costume or anything. There were several other pets that did have the cone of shame as their, uh, as their handmaid's bonnet, which is yeah, pretty those funny. are pretty great. Yeah, so good it, use. But of we sent props. sent these out for the vote, and that was what came back. Uh, Megan with her cat Ninja. Now I will say that I did request for a Ninja handmaid's mashup, which I didn't get. I was really trying to find someone that would like give me like a ninja assassin handmade. That's true. Which would have been outstanding. You would have just been the winner. I would have just announced it when I got it. Right. And it would have been over. Yeah. That's all I needed. So I guess I kind of did because the cat's name's Ninja. Can I count that? You might as well. I don't I think you're ever going to get the other version. I'm so not. Just right. go with now, it. Now, if someone out there wants to make Justin very happy as I talk about myself, like I'm not here in the third person, uh, please send me a picture of you as a ninja handmade. I just want to see it. Somebody needs to do it. I know somebody why, out why there. Why don't you do it? You want me to be the ninja handmaid? Well, I mean, why don't you make it? I don't know if you should necessarily be the why ninja you do handmaid. It? Because I don't care. That's true. It doesn't um, excite her as much as it no. excites you, clearly. The no. idea of a ninja assassin handmaid taking all the revenge on Gilead? Come on. Mm-hmm. Kind of amazing. Like the Punisher of Gilead, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now let's talk about our... Uh, so congratulations to Megan and Ninja. On your uh, co- contest winning. So let's talk about our group winners, which out of all the things we got, I was blown away by this because I, I, I was perusing the Instagram, kind of looking for pictures and saying, hey, you should send those in. Hey, hey, send that in. And so I was basically everybody I saw. I was like, hey, send that into our contest. We're having one. Do you know we're having one? Um, and I saw this and I was like, oh, oh, like like for real group. Yeah. Like this is for real. So apparently uh, this group had a contest at work. And I wish my work was this cool. I know. Like, me and Tiana's trying to desperately figure out where they're working. We're convinced they have that they... to work at, like, a marketing experience Somewhere agency. creative, there's, right? There's no way they don't work in a creative place. It's like some regular stuffy office I don't think is going to let you get away with the they amount. They wouldn't have had everything to do it in a regular That's office. That's probably true. Um, so here is... practically needed an Epson Here is... Oh, that. I pulled up the wrong thing. Hold on. Editing. da 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 We need some pre-recorded hold music for when you forget to look things up ahead of time on your computer. Like soprano sax of Kenny G. I bet there's a like soft rock version of songs from The Handmaid's Tale. That would be amazing. All right, so here is uh, here is the email we received, and um, this is from our group winner. The individual who sent it in is Tessa. So congratulations to Tessa and this group who came up with. An amazing, amazing group photo. Several. Uh, so this is her email. My team at work participated in a Halloween cube crawl, which I've never even heard of. Right. Which means you work at the coolest place ever. I know. Uh, and our theme was The Handmaid's Tale. We had we had most of the characters covered, including costume changes. I cast everyone from the eyes, Serena Joy, Commander Waterford, Offred Ovglin, of Warren, Moira, the Martha, June Jezebels, and Aunt Lydia. And I made the cattle prod she used as well. <laughs> and... As well as Avglan's uh, leather muzzle. It's made of leather. Like, this is like... Oh, my God. That's legit. No bullshit, right? That's legit. Uh, my co-worker made the bonnets and wings for the handmaids. We we served Blessed Be the Fruit Punch. <laughs> <laughs> and under his rye, handmade cupcakes and had a photo booth with Nolites Te Bastardes Cobrundrum in the background. Our scenes were Waterford study, study 
the grocery store, which is Loaves and Fishes, the Hanging Wall, and the Birthing Party. So fun and scary, all caps, exclamation point. So, yes, what I, it, that's what they did. It's they incredible. It, it was really Like, they impressive. printed out, like, loaves and fishes. Like, there was fruit on the shelves. There was a whole wall. Like, not, like, probably, what, 20 feet of wall? Of, oh, the, that, of with the, the wall. With an actual yeah. body hanging from I it? Know. Yeah. Now, the with body the somehow didn't make it into the group photo, which I would have thought would have been really funny if they just had the body, like, sitting there, like, this is Jim, our dummy. <laughs> from the body but i don't know so congratulations to tessa and her ridiculous group of amazing people um well well deserved there was really no contest it was the one i sent out to everybody i was like okay i need you to vote on this but we all know we all know we all know who you're gonna be voting for so we appreciate everyone who entered but it's sometimes sometimes you just get got as they say it was clearly inspired. It was. Yeah. So we appreciate everyone who entered. This turned out to be really cool. You know, I'm always, I'm the nervous Nelly of the group and I'm very impatient. So like on day two when we didn't have a hundred entries, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But it turned out great. And thank you to Ann Crabtree for uh, allowing us once again to have her participate in this and that she never has to apologize for anything if you're out there listening, which she's not. But so. Maybe she is. Should we do it again next year? I'm sure we'll have all kinds of new costumes. Oh, yeah. She's yeah, been posting some crazy stuff on her Instagram account. Her Instagram, she's a great follow on Instagram because she posts all kinds of crazy stuff, like season two, like test, Ooh. like pictures of her with stuff because she always wears stuff first. Yeah. Because we're going to see the Econo Wives, right? That's gonna we be are. Great. We're going to see all kinds of stuff. Colonies. We're going to get into everything. So oh. thank you, everyone, who made our costume contest uh, a very very big success so hopefully we'll do it again next year and we'll have some uh, more awesome costumes thank you thank you so moving on to some other business uh we uh handmaid's tale season two has been announced as far as when it's going to air or at least the month um which is funny when people can get super excited like i did uh when they just announced literally the month that they're going to put a thing out uh when they put out a teaser it says april 2018 very star wars and everybody's like "Ah!" Um, so uh, we learned a couple things, so we know a couple things. We know, um, that we're going to have Avglin, Emily's wife, is going to be in yeah. this. Uh, they cast her. And then there's this new, uh, girl they cast who was, like, a teenager. She's, like, 15. They announced this yesterday. And she is supposed to be, like, the, like, up-and-coming youth movement of Gilead. And she is supposedly described as, like, very, uh, very down for the cause so she's like been raised in this basically mm-hmm. um and so she's going to be uh a problem for everyone because mm. you know teenagers that can that's take that's, things a, to that's the a extreme. segment of that society i've not thought of yes. really much so, before yeah i'm fascinated so that'll be really cool um so other than that i mean the only other things we know are that we're going to get some more rita because she is going to be a full-time member and then more Emily because she will be full time. They Yay. brought her back because she was amazing. And because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, we're gonna get more, more, more. Uh, I would assume we're gonna figure out what's going on with in Little America with Luke and his the, the lady that doesn't talk, whose name I can never remember. And uh, that's the other thing. Nobody sent in a picture of my other suggestion, which was the barista in Little America at the coffee shop. We don't even know what he looks like. You could have totally made it up. I feel like maybe you know, maybe nobody cares about your suggestions, Justin. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just Maybe trying to. Maybe it's the suggestions just, that are the. That could be. Part it, that's it really could just be. not happening. But I do feel good. We got a one-eyed cat with a 
It was pretty great. I mean, we had several cats. We did. The one-eyed cat was really... One-eyed cat was pretty outstanding. put it over the top. It looked surprisingly good. You know, it didn't look... No, it looked very well done. No, it just didn't look... You wouldn't know. Like, from a distance, it it looked like a legit costume. It did. Okay. So, Sarah and I would like to address a thing. Let's talk about this, because we haven't talked about it yet. All we talked about is there there was a technical glitch, and it died. So, we're going to talk about our Ann Dowd interview. It was so great. We're going to run down this list here and briefly find the ones that we can remember the answers to. I know. So, now, the one I am really can't wait to talk about is the one at the very end, because it was the best answer. Although, let's talk about Ann Dowd and how awesome she was. I was going to say, I was kind of freaking out, so I don't remember as much as I So, I was really excited because it was Sarah's first time to be able to participate in an interview, because just the way our schedules work, I have free time, you know, during the day, my schedule's a little more flexible, and no one else's is. Yeah, it's, it's super rigid with me. Yes, Bells. so Sarah's a teacher, and Tiana sometimes can call in from her car outside during her lunch break, which is <laughs> yep. amazing. It's my um, only quiet place. Yes. <laughs> and Tiana's always funny. He's like, could you hear that truck go by? And I'm like, no, we didn't hear anything. It's okay. It's loud in my car. So um, we had the and out phone call. We can't even call it an interview anymore because it wasn't. Yeah, we simply spoke on the we phone. We simply had an amazing an telephone conversation with and out. Um, so she was... As I expected her to be amazing. First, she was just amazing. Warm and kind and It was like talking to a member of your family who you hadn't talked to in a while. Yeah, like, and all of her answers were so good. And it was awesome because we've interviewed several people at this point and you can always tell the ones who are a little more rigid in their answers and mm-hmm. kind of you know, a little more practiced. formulaic. And she is like, you can tell, like and I told Sarah this before we started because I did, I always like to do research just to see what we're getting into with people. And she is like, you can tell, like she's just giving you whatever's coming out of her head because she'll like sometimes get lost in her thoughts, which is awesome because it's like a real person. You're actually having a conversation and she'll be like, I'm sorry, that was probably a lot more than you wanted. And I was like, no, you could just keep talking forever. <laughs> but yeah, she reigns it in eventually. And yeah. She's like kind of comes back full circle. So it's, it's lovely. So um, let's find some questions that we did. So the one thing I do remember her talking about, we asked her about Halloween and I asked her if she liked scary movies because it was on Halloween that we interviewed her. And I was I thought it was interesting that we were interviewing like this horrible character from Handmaid's Tale on Halloween. And so I asked her if she likes scary movies and scary things. And she said, no, like she was very much. I run away from the scary things, which is hilarious. Uh, so we asked her that and she talked about that but she also talked about um we asked her about halloween memories like with her family or growing up and she would talk about she talked about um oh her mom had a big giant chest full of like dress up clothes and costumes and stuff that they would basically raid every year to figure out what they were going to cause because i think she had like i think there's seven kids in her family like she's one of seven like big whoa like conservative catholic i think family um and so that was pretty funny and then but the best part is do you remember what she said about her her son. Do you no, remember what she said I, about no. the Halloween candy and how she would every morning after yes. he went to school? So she prefaces this with she starts laughing. And she's like, he's going to kill me if he hears this, which he won't. But she, every morning when he leaves, she takes a big giant handful of his candy and throws it in the trash so they can get rid of it faster. I know. I got to say, I do kind of similar things. It's not exactly that, but. Pretty close. Yeah, we, My mom would hide it from us in small mm-hmm. chunks and have her own stash. Otherwise, it just like, and you don't eat that much at one time normally. So, like, it'll be around for a long, long, right? yeah. long time. I know. No, you got to get rid of that shit. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, it was, yeah. So, what else? Uh, so, no, she's not into scary things at all. 
which I find funny. Um, she so the the big the best part was, and I knew the answer to this question, and Sarah did not. So I got a good like actual laugh out of Sarah because I asked her the big question everybody wants to know is what do you think Aunt Lydia was before she was Aunt Lydia in Gilead? And so I had watched a few interviews, and it's kind of one of those questions that she always gets asked. So I knew the answer, and so I I even told her I was like, just so you know, I know the answer to this question, but Sarah's on the line, so I wanted to hear her voice when you say this and so she said what what did she say she imagines that aunt lydia was a teacher once (laughs) and that's fine and i actually did laugh she did sarah laughed so hard and she's like maybe like a catholic school teacher from like the 30s (laughs) not a me teacher no No, but I totally understood what she meant she explained it really really well and so as soon as she started explaining it like for me, I didn't need any more. I mean, I'm glad she continued right. to, but I was like, I, I know exactly so what she, she was saying. How did she kind of explain that? Well, she talked about how her aunts were teachers. Yeah. And that some of that sternness that you see in Lydia comes from a deep place of caring, but right. not in a way that she can show it. So whatever she's doing, she feels that it's the best for them. So if she's really hard on them, she knows somewhere like buried very, very deep is that it's coming from a genuine care and an investment in their success. So... And you can see that in Lydia, too. You can kind of see her channel that in Lydia when she describes it. Right. Because with the handmaids, you know, there's, you know, she, you just see, you see her being overly brutal and you're like, oh, no, she is just truly evil. But then there's that scene where they're at, they're about to go into the ball or whatever you call it. Where they're it. having the big dinner. When the, in the episode where they had the Mexican the contingent. Yeah. And then um, uh, Serena asks her to, like, pick out the, the bad apples or whatever the right. metaphor was. And you could see, like, the genuine hurt when she has to, when she's forced into that situation. And then you think, oh, I guess in a really perverse way, like, she kind of cares about the right. handmaids. And then she has that thing with Janine where you get the sense that it's, like, a parent-child thing, right. but it's super messed up. So then when she... <laughs> super messed up is and, Yeah, not accurate. a healthy parent and child. Parental relationship. Yeah, pretty bad. Right. But you get the sense there that Lydia is invested in their success and whatever she's doing, be it cattle prod or whatever, she feels deeply somewhere that that's helping them succeed in the structure that Gilead is, much in the way that if a teacher pushes their students or is hard on their students, it's because right. they believe eventually that and, it will make them better. And she had like a personal example because she talked about there was one teacher at her school when she was growing up uh, that would pull her out of like basketball, which picturing and dad playing basketball just having not been familiar with her until just now is a little strange but would pull her out and make her come you know do whatever thing that they needed her to do to make up for the work or you know and basically telling her that this is going to help you in life and the other interesting thing that she said but this was later on i think was that she personally as an actress came to this realization about about aunt lydia and the handmaids that she's because she referred to when she answered it, she goes, she said, they're never going to love me, meaning Aunt Lydia. Mm-hmm. And she had correct herself, which was pretty funny because she sounded like she was talking about herself yeah. and that Aunt Lydia kind of has this realization that no matter what I do, and even if I genuinely do in a weird, twisted place, have this love for these girls and want everything for them and what I'm doing, I think is how they can succeed that no matter what I do, they're never going to love me back. And because yeah. we were talking about the scene with the stoning of Janine yeah. and how that was going to play out in season two, if she was going to reevaluate her thoughts about mm-hmm. Gilead or if she was going to double down. And she decided they were going to 
double down yeah. and not make it any easier. No surprise. And so that was pretty funny. But yeah, so I thought it was pretty interesting that she kind of had that realization as for the character herself that, you know, no matter what I do here, none of these girls are actually going to appreciate anything I do, which is, which I guess when you come to that realization, like, and you know that, then it kind of changes the way you operate and your whole intent on doing things. So I'm expecting a more brutal Aunt Lydia in season two, yeah. which is hard to imagine. I know. All of them that you've interviewed have kind of hinted towards. Well, every, everything has been like, it's going to be darker. Super it's going to dark, be darker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, if yeah. you say so. Who was like, just when I thought maybe it wasn't going to be darker, it truly was. Like one of the writers, somebody that you interviewed was like, Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet, basically. Oh, Yvonne Strahovski said that. She's like, she? I remember. She's like, I was reading the first like three pages of the script of one of the episodes. She's like, Oh, okay. So they're not they're not gonna make it. Okay, they're not gonna let up at all. Okay. We're gonna really burrow in there. Um. So what else did she talk about? So those were the big ones that I remember. Now the last thing, and I was so happy that she let me ask her about this, was talking about the Harvey Weinstein stuff, because I wanted to get her having been in this industry forever and. Having all that. Now, at that time, let's see, this was a month and a, a little bit over a month ago. Yeah, it's sad that it was actually so recent, but like so like long now ago it's like, in this yeah. particular well, situation. Me and Tiano, just did, we just recorded a couple weeks ago, and uh, at that point it was, who was the flavor of the day that day? Do you remember? Oh, Louis C.K.? Was he that day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Louis C.K. was that, was that day. day I the think day before, yeah. I think just this day was just Harvey Weinstein. Like I think it was the only still like he was one? just him. Like I think he was still carrying the ball. People were wow. still. Just it was still just talking about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. And I asked her about it, and she said, and this is one of my favorite quotes from anything I've ever done, that because I, I we her main thing was the people that I made a point of like wondering like the people that are involved throughout the chain of between. The actress or whoever, model, whatever it was, and Harvey Weinstein. Like, because most of these people, when you hear them talk about it, it's like, I told so-and-so, and they, and then nothing happened. So my thing was like, how, who, what about all these people, like, in between these two people in the chain of, you know, the industry that know and have never done anything? Like, you know, and I guess their livelihood depends on it, so it's kind of a self-preservation thing. But she said, talking specifically about the people on the board at the Weinsteins, she said, um... Something to the effect of, if you are on the board and you knew that this was happening, you should, quote, drive yourself directly to the nearest penitentiary, penitentiary, because you have committed a crime. Yeah. <laughs> that was what she said. And yeah. I was like, okay, yes, that is, that is true. Um, so uh, I was really happy that she kind of gave us our... Yeah, good for her for answering that. Yeah, question. she was, dude. She was straight up about it. Um, well, oh, one of the other funny things was when she was talking about uh, Hulu having the handmaids out at the be- like before the show started as the mar- like the marketing handmaids that mm. were out wandering oh, around. Oh yes. And she said she drove. By- she was on her bike because she rides her bike all around New York. She lives in Manhattan, and she w- was riding her bike by and just saw handmaids walking down the street and was like. What the hell's going like, on? She like channeled Lydia for yeah, a minute and wanted to like, like corral right? them and ask them what they were doing. Yeah. It was so funny. Uh, she had to be like, "No, wait, you're not Aunt right. Lydia. They can yeah. do whatever they want. It's not real." Like it was so cute. I told her though, I was like, "That would have been amazing if you would have just got off the bike and <laughs> just know. walked over there and been like, just done the Ladies? whole Aunt Lydia, right?" Yeah. She said she like almost fell off the bike because she was like, "What the hell is this going on?" Yeah, they that were, was so funny. It was hilarious. I was like, "Oh, it would have been amazing if you would have just like got off your bike and done the Aunt Lydia routine." Because those, uh, I mean, who knows? Those people haven't even seen the show at this point. The people that were playing the handmaids, they probably would have been like, 
what is happening well, who right is now? this lady <laughs> who is this lady and what is going on i would have done what she said though she's scary <laughs> If I was a handmaid, I'd have been like, "Okay, I'm sorry." She's oh, she's so good at it. Like she, she is I'd great like, at it. Right, she does don't cattle prodding. really inherit, uh, inhabit that authoritarian figure. She really does very effectively. Very well. She's very phenomenal, well. and she did plug her new show. Yes, she so is like- on. Um, she's on better. No, I keep saying better things. That's not the name of the show. It's called Good Behavior. She is a uh, hmm. FBI agent on that, which I watch. Nikki, my wife, watches it, and my dad. Loves it. Um, he will talk. It's show. one of those things like he only talks about like three things at a time, <laughs> but he talks about it to whoever will listen. <laughs> right. Have you, have you seen the show? Good no. behavior. It's really good. Let me tell you all about it. And he's like the over explainer, like to the point where you don't even have to watch the show anymore because he's basically giving you everything you need. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, you gotta stop. But uh, she plays this FBI agent. And it's funny because Nikki was like, oh, she's hilarious in that. She's like. Because she's like a sex-obsessed FBI agent who is trying to chase down Michelle Dockery, who we will talk about in a minute. But she's a worthless Mary from Downton Abbey. Anybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. You didn't watch Downton Abbey? Mm-mm. Downton Abbey, really good show. Worthless and Mary. Godless. One of the worst characters in the history of like fictional like characters. I disagree Nick. wholeheartedly. Oh, awful I, character. I needed her in that show because she because was... Because everybody else is so boring? No, not oh, okay. necessarily. But because it was... Was, she was she was the, Edith? she Edith was the was least boring. predictable character in that show. Yeah, I guess so. Like you need Which is that. fine. Like I get it. And I like love hated her character in a way that I really needed with that show too. Yeah. It yeah. We had this conversation last time about yeah. uh I, I totally understood her like cr- it, you know, sometimes very unreasonable motivations. Yes. Yeah, she just I just remember I'd watch the show and I would just be like Oh my God! You no. are terrible. I totally human think being. if I had to grow up in that terrible. like upbringing, I totally would have turned out hellish oh, like that sure. too. Right? Like that's just that's a terrible way to grow up. It could be Edith. Basically, furniture. Poor Edith. Edith was really the one that was like nobody cared about Edith. Nobody paid attention but to Edith. She for, like, was first. so great. She was at the toward the end. She sucked in the beginning. Mm. So annoying. Totes. Totes. You are way too Jeez old to geez. say totes. totes Just goats. throwing that out there. Way too old that, to say that totes. That felt a little millennial, but I'll. I straddle. I, well, you know what? Big straddle. Nothing wrong with straddling. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nothing wrong with it at all. I do too. We're too old to say totes. <laughs> Just FYI. I gotta. I gotta drop totes. I've never said it on the podcast before. Don't do it again. I mostly say it just it's because not, I have a friend who good. it drives absolutely insane. And really, it's I mostly talk with him like on Facebook Messenger, but it makes him insane. Like, I have a friend who, who does totes for like everything. Oh, see, I don't She do like that. abbreviates every word unnecessarily. But I kind of love it. And it's become just a thing that she always does. And it's kind of endearing now. But I kind of love it because uh, my one of my favorite commercials ever is the James Earl Jones and... Um, totes, yes. What's his name? McDowell from uh, Clockwork Orange. Where they're reading the texts of people. That was and James amazing. Earl Jones totes my goats. It's it's so great. It's outstanding. One of the best. James Earl Jones ever. reading anything humorous is just the best thing ever. It's very but true. especially totes my goats. <laughs> yeah. Hearing James Earl Grey, or episode, James Earl Jones say that. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody's a Big Bang Theory watcher, but his episode of the Big Bang Theory is one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, because he comes on there and Sheldon is like nerding out because he's the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah. And there's this whole scene where they're in like the uh, restaurant talking to each other and he like eyes him up and he's like, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> and he's like, can barely even talk to him and he, like he breaks it and he gets a real big happy face. He's like, I like Star Wars too. And his big James Earl Jones voice. It's amazing. It's <laughs> hilarious. I really want to like that show, but I can't. Same. 
Wait. Let's discuss this. <laughs> it just doesn't I do really it. want to. It's about all the nerd things that I enjoy, but it's also about all of the stereotypes and all of the sexism, and I can't handle it, so I don't watch it. I just do not find it funny. I'm like, there's like a laugh track, and I'm like, I'm not laughing. There's not a laugh track. Or whatever, but I feel like there, Live there's Live audience. parts that I should be laughing at, and I'm like, nope. What do you laugh at? What makes Sarah laugh? What's a show that makes Sarah laugh? Oh, don't put me on the spot like this. Um, the Office I can watch over really? and over and over again. Yeah, it's one of the few shows that like is still funny. Arrested Development, I laugh every time. Ah, uh, you're that humor. I okay. can watch it over and over again, and it's still funny. I know it's coming. I see it coming. Still laugh. Like, it's just... What about you? Um... Judging by the book collection that I had to put on the shelf, you don't strike me as a, I watch funny things I all the time. I don't watch a lot of comedies. Movie. I do watch some, though. Um, I really enjoyed the first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, my um, God. I never watched it. I've heard it's great. Oh, it's I just good. haven't yeah, watched it. It's really good. Oh, my God. I just kind of like, do. I don't <laughs> it's so watch good. a lot of comedies, and now I'm into a different comedy, and I'm not really doing a bunch of them at one time. Yeah. All three seasons of Unbreakable oh, well, Kimmy Schmidt are good. Yeah, no, it's, two, to- it's worth three. your watch, totally. I think there's so three now. I know you've talked oh, about the good place, really? and I've had yeah, several other people talk about. And the good place, and me, the good we, place we is started, my happy show right now. Yeah, we started watching it, and we kind of got off no, very ADD back. about TV. No, um, she gets I, shocking. I know. I'm sorry. I just you know. Um. Uh. Yeah, you got to get back to it. Kristen Bell's it. character just gets better and better and funnier. Totally, and funnier. she's awesome. Totally. Oh and characters God. that you hate in the beginning get so much better. Yes. Like, um. They're meant to be hated in the beginning, but they get better as you go along. Yeah. The the tall brunette was. Um. Tahani, Tahani, Tahani gets really funny, but she's yeah. very Tahani's great. Yeah. By the end of the first season, you just right? but in the really you're want like, good things for uh, Tahani. Yeah, but she gets so much better. Any flashback that to the part yeah. where she before she oh, dies? Yeah, when, yeah, when she's still yeah, alive. I mean, we watched the first five or six. Did you and see the one where she was coming out of the grocery store and the guy was like, "Excuse me, would you like to donate?" And she was <laughs> like, "Would you like to eat my farts?" <laughs> like that whole scene was so great. That's awesome. It was one of my favorite. I don't favorites. know how she does that role with the straight face. I know it's she's so awesome. And like, I had never really Isn't watched. Is she married her... to that guy from Parenthood? Yeah, married to Dax. Shepherd, Dax, that's, which, that's the name. guy from Parenthood, right? Which that's yeah. one of those where like every dude in the universe went, "Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. Dax Shepard? <laughs> right? For real?" Definitely. That, it's like one of those where you're like, I could have had a chance. Right. That's where like 70% of the guys on earth were like, so you're I, saying that, there's a chance. That guy? Oh my God. So, you know, That's they seem happy. And one of the funniest things on earth the that slots. we, sh- we show. We sh- oh my we, God. Uh, me and Tiana and our, our spouses went out to dinner one That's night and Todd had not seen. Have you seen the Kristen Bell Sloth video? If you did, you would know if you did. Kristen Bell. Holy, it is As soon as we stop recording, you are going to watch this. As soon as we get done, you'll watch it. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. So the the premise, the general, to to give the long story short here, she is obsessed with sloths, or at least was at the time of this video. Oh, I'm sure she still Um, is. That love does not die. So she was on Ellen and was talking about how Dax, which still weird, um, got her... Not got her, but I think he like borrowed a borrowed sloth. A, like rented a sloth for the day, and it showed up at the house. And for her she, birthday or something. I yeah, think. and she lost it. Like not in a she like. Had oh no my god! In the sloth yet. No, she, she hadn't just, even like, seen it. Knew that it was coming. She was in the bed and just, crying. Like, slowly imploded into tears and joy. So he videotapes like her him. It's like him walking into the room, going, "Honey, you all right?" And you just hear her like, 
hard crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she like, pulls Full the covers back. Cry. And she is just like bawling. <laughs> that is so endearing. It. And she like talks through <laughs> It'll it. It'll make it you love Kristen Bell so much more. I was going to say, you, I already love her a lot. So if you so it's, if, for the, for people it. listening who haven't seen it, just go to YouTube and look up Kristen Bell Sloth video and you'll find it. Well, then he's good to her then. No, oh, they, yeah, seem, they great. seem like a great match. They do totally. all kinds of like stuff. They do other, there's other videos of them doing all kinds of stuff. So they totally seem like that couple that, you know, seems out of left works. field because she's ridiculously hot and he's Dax Shepard from, right. what was he on? What was Kurt? Uh, no, 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 no. Punked? Punked. Uh, yeah, he was, was on punked. Punked. Oh, no. That's what he broke everybody's really? brain. Yeah, we yeah. were like, oh, that guy. He was, oh, he was like that. one of his, one of Ashton Kutcher's dudes on punked. Right. And we were like, the punk dude? No. No, not, not the punk Sarah dude. Not Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall did not marry. No. <laughs> she married the punked the guy. The punked guy. But good for him. They seem happy. And he seems like a generally good good. And he actually yeah. has turned out to be a pretty good actor. Yeah. From what I, every other thing I've seen him in. So good for him. Because I did not yeah. think the punk dude, yeah. A, deserved Kristen Bell. Nor did I think he was going to be an outstanding actor. But that's good. So let's talk about some other TV shows that uh, maybe matter to our audience a little more. Uh, Alias Grace, everyone in the room except for Sarah has watched. Everyone in the room, all two of us. Hey, besides Sarah, everyone in the world except Sarah. Tiana and I have watched it. I liked it a lot. It it did start a little slow. I will say. I tried the first episode and I got a little tired. Yeah, I I was not a huge fan of the first episode either. I feel like there was a little too much exposition in the first episode that was too slow to release. Like I, yeah. I could have done with half of the first episode. Okay. I feel like that's the case with a lot of these shows. Like, even the ones that I love. Like, I did, I really ended up liking this, but, like, the first, the yeah. world building, laying the foundation part of it. It's a little tedious. To take a time. A little tedious. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Um, now tell me, like, because I know we haven't really actually talked about it. So, what were your, like, overall impressions and what, what did you like most about it? Um, well, when I first started watching it, I didn't realize until I think it was you that told me that the actress who plays the lead character is also the actress that played the teacher in um, eleven twenty two. Yeah, the Hulu ad- adaptation of Stephen King's novel eleven twenty two sixty seven. For those keeping um, score at home, Grace Marks is Irish, very much Irish. Yeah, uh, very teacher very Irish. teacher in eleven twenty two sixty three is very much Texas. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so only heard it was a big, it was a big voice difference, yes. and it was really weird. And now I really need to find an interview of her talking in her normal voice, so I can like, get my head. Like, on has straight. no accent. It's the most bizarre thing because I've only seen yeah. the two. Like I've only those it are was only two so strange because they're both so distinct, right? But like opposites of each other, yeah. but so thoroughly convincing. Anyway, yeah. she was fantastic. Yes, I didn't love the actor that played um, the psychiatrist. He's the. I think he's the weak link. Yeah, like I would say. he was okay, but yeah. I feel like just was not up to the up to the caliber of everybody else. And I also like can't believe I'm saying that about the guy from the stupid spy show, Chuck. Yeah, Zachary Levi is awesome. Uh, he was awesome in like, that show, and I thing. cannot believe I'm saying like that was a top notch. Like that's what I said. I said like he should win a the thing. The only thing like, I know him from is Chuck. Win, let him win it. I and I only saw one you. episode of that and was like never watching that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chuck was a thing I'd never seen, which I feel like... Yeah, it was, you know, I'm sure it was fine. It was just, like, not at all yeah, a jam. Yeah, he's, he's awesome in this. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. And, it's, and he, it's he like a total looked departure different enough from, that I could, yeah. like, detach, He looks you grown know? up like a man. Yeah, like he a looks man like now, an adult. Like, like, you know, he maybe Chuck. just needed the facial like hair. Like man-child. Like, he might have just needed some facial hair to he make him great. seem like and an then, adult um, human. My personal favorite beyond him was, um, what's the, who's the person that she's friends with? That dies. Person. Oh yeah, she was great. She was amazing. Who and was she's that been in, like, actress? Nothing. 
Like she's been in like yeah, she two, was she's like fantastic. been in like two things that were produced in Canada that only Canadians have seen. Quite but a she was great. Like yeah. she was outstanding. Yeah, um, and Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin is always because I did not know that that's where that character went because I did not read the book. Like so, I did not know I've, that. Yeah, it, I haven't read the book either. Because holy crap! Like from when you meet her the first time at the house. To I did not find that very surprising. What happens at the end really? was just like total I did not turn find that for me. I didn't know that that's where I was going to go. I mean, I just don't, you know. I did not find that surprising at all. Yeah, but I, but like, yeah, I thought I thought once you once you get to where much more of the screen time is being spent at the house, like the, the murder house. That the yeah, <laughs> that's I wasn't going to call it that, but yeah, at the murder house, well, the murder, um, yeah. it gets way more interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, once we get past the foundation of how grace got there and yeah one of the worst boat rides of all time yeah and i felt like there was a little bit of and again i haven't read the book so i don't know if there was just more to it in the book and because they had to cut it down it seemed a little gratuitous to talk about all the abuse that she had suffered in prison see i didn't think there was enough of that i no i feel like like, i wanted to see it all but i feel like they're either like, like that needed to be an actual part of the story or don't talk about it in a way that kind of like almost fetishizes that mm-hmm. kind of thing it was just really strange to so me the, the like half in like half out half like why didn't commit why, either way yeah why talk about it if this is all you're gonna do with it right because they really then didn't it's, then it's just this weird thing that you're hinting at and like then every time you see her in the prison after that you're like expecting there to be a creepy guard right well i know the i listened to part of the book i had a difficult time with the audiobook which i figured out why so i will not go through the whole story but up until the day before netflix released the show it was only available on canadian audible.com couldn't get it in america audible.com you could always get an actual book here's why saying because the new version that is out is read by uh sarah gaden who plays sarah marks in the show so they were waiting until it was time to release and then it's like bah here's this new one of her reading it as grace marks in the book so that's why but i was like how the hell do i get is she reading it in the accent yep nice that'd be weird if she wasn't well i didn't know know, she read the whole thing i don't know that for sure i hope that she's not i hope she's reading it in a canadian accent because it's my favorite accent. i don't know how that's your favorite accent the northern i mean the northern anything it's friendly but it's awful boring it's amazing it's friendly but awful boring i love it you're crazy it's whatever to me yeah everything's whatever to you that's right. the millennial so side. let's talk about a thing that we've all watched. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am already about to watch it a second time. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't one of those, like, I watched the first two episodes and then like randomly the fourth episode because I what? floated in on one. Because I was watching other things that I was trying do to do for the podcast. No. And so I watched that's, them and then like the, I finally it, just no. watched it last week. I just finished it. What? So, what did you think? I loved it. I loved it. Um, I will say that, you know, it's funny to, like, after you watch it, to go see people kind of pick things apart, like, um, like, Max's real, like, purpose in the show mm-hmm. was what? Mm-hmm. Uh, to, be, to be a thing that the boys can have a gaze toward again, because Eleven wasn't there most of the time. Right. And I kind of felt, like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I think she was kind of like, for- I'm glad she was there. Because but well, and her older brother was I like, really like the douchey w- guy that Steve wasn't mm-hmm. anymore. Right, because Steve's awesome now, so they yeah. needed like yeah, a yeah, douchey I saw, guy. I saw a little like they have like an after show now that you can watch I on Netflix. That, yeah, I I've haven't only seen it. a little bit. It's and cute. I saw there was an interview with him, and he was talking about the Duffer Brothers talking about the human antagonist for the show, and that that's kind of what he yeah they wanted somebody even irredeemable. He didn't really antagonize anybody aside from his, his sister, sister. Yeah. and his dad. Well, and, um... And, but even then... It oh, was... man. Which kid's name is it? Um, 
The Justin. kid that winds up. No, no, Lucas. Lucas. He antagonizes Lucas. I was Lucas. just going to say names until I got to one. Yeah, I get, I get their names mixed oh, up. Yeah, because he, right. didn't, he didn't like Lucas. And we never yeah, really he, figured out if it was a racial like component Lucas. to that or if it was just a... I don't, I don't know. I feel like he would have disliked anybody, but okay. it did seem like particularly vicious, which yeah. made me kind of go like, is hmm. it because he's black? Yeah, and that, it's interesting because like you still don't know very much about their whole deal other than yeah. Um, yeah, I why think they, they came from I California. I didn't like that they tried to like write off his horrendous behavior in that he has an abusive father um, because they only showed like a tiny, tiny bit of that. And I... I just like, it was like I don't for it. I don't want people to I don't I don't know I don't want people to walk away thinking that that level of abuse that they showed causes that level of behavior right. because that is not how it works that yeah. doesn't excuse it it's um yeah it, yeah and it doesn't excuse it no matter what so wait, if your but, dad's a dick you can't run kids down but like the that's the, the thing like his dad was just a dick like Ask, he did you know asking for a friend he didn't like Really beat him up yeah and yeah and the the stuff that he was doing was like literally dangerous and life-threatening but that dude was great so. whatever his name is yeah, apparently he's a power ranger in the new power ranger movie didn't know that Red i'll power take your ranger. word for it okay uh, you know and i don't even know if that's true just delani told me that well you know there's it. masks so oh, that's I true loved, <laughs> i loved the pairing of 11 and um the police officer what's his name Oh Hopper. yeah, that was Hopper. great Wasn't in the beginning. Great? Although I wanted Hopper to have more to do. I know. He didn't have a lot to do in this season, and I really enjoy season. that character. I know Isn't Hopper's cool? pretty great, but yeah, well, it was it, great to see them. And that was another together. thing. Like I wish they would have done a little more with acknowledging. They did a little bit, and I don't know. They like, that she's had to his make substitute a, child, right? Yeah, she's totally. his substitute daughter, and then mm-hmm. he's completely overcompensating for the fact that his totally. daughter died, and he couldn't totally. do anything about it. Well, I don't think like he is like. I don't think the character is consciously acknowledging that at this point in their no, relationship. Even so, when they were talking like, about I don't, it. I don't think he gets that about himself. But they did do a lot of interesting new pairings this season that I thought were just really cool. Yeah. Steve the babysitter. Steve and Dustin. Like, I know. Who would have thought that that would be hilarious? That was amazing. That, that was great. great. He is. Yeah, that kid Dustin is awesome. Hilarious. No, and, and I was Steve talking is, about Steve, but yeah, the, they're all great. Steve. Oh, Steve I think the kid amazing. that plays Dustin is awesome. Yeah, he, he he's going to be fantastic. He just came out of nowhere with with his adorableness. <laughs> he is. Oh, he was, and the hair when he went to the dance. Oh, my God. Right? That was fantastic. I was impressed. I was, I was trying to do the product placement, so I saw some Aquanet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, and I had some family the, members uh, that were somebody, faithful somebody, users of Aquanet. Uh, oh, yeah. I was always in my bathroom. It was it, and then it always made the counter sticky. Years. It was My gross. middle school years were spent with a lot of hair. Oh, now I need to see some pictures. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be hitting Nikki no, up for that later. for sure. Um, and what was the purple stuff, the Australian stuff with the purple kangaroo stuff that smelled really Aussie. funky? It has was it just called Aussie? Yeah. Aussie yeah. is yeah, the brand. They had a That's still around. That too. Yeah. That's, That's still around. I remember people having that stuff and it was like either one of those smells that you like loved or you like smelled yeah. and you were like, oh my God, this is the worst thing of all time. Like um, Axe. Like Axe Body Spray. <laughs> uh, speaking of Axe Body Spray, I'll just do this little tangent. Uh, I did see Justice League, which by the way, if you haven't seen it, it does not suck. Um, it does. It is a movie that seems like it was made by two people. Because it was, uh, because of Zack Snyder had to drop out, and Joss Whedon finished it, and so if you've ever seen those two directors of anything they're they've really done, different. they are completely different. Um, and I appreciate them. I don't so much appreciate Zack Snyder because I think he's a little heavy-handed with what he does. Um, Joss Whedon does what he does very yeah, well. Yeah, Joss Whedon is like <clears throat> right up my alley. Yes, and so it, Zack Snyder is very serious, heavy tone. 
You know, it's like what I described as if all the stuff that went down in the superhero movies really went down in the real world, yes. this is how it would that really be. That is a good description. The Joss Whedon version of how shit goes down is not what's happening. We're no. not joking and it's, going, ha, no, ha, ha. It's the no, Dr. Horrible there's version. No, yeah, there's no, there's no ha, ha funny. There's Zack Snyder, but he does really goofy stuff. But the reason I was mentioning because you said X-Body Spray is because the, one of the early reviews that I saw was this movie looks like X-Body Spray smells. <laughs> And it made me laugh out loud. Um, but I will say that I saw it. I bet somebody out there is reading that going, with, that must be badass. Right? No, yeah. there's some like, teenage oh, boy going, yeah, bro, we got to go see this. Yeah. But yeah, I was went in with low expectations. I went with your husband, actually, and um, Tiana. And it was good. Like, not even like, oh, it was good. Like it was, That's what Todd said. He was like, it was, yeah, it was good. I was, was like, good. oh, okay. It was good. I, I kind of expected like it, it to I was be entertained than that, given and it, cast. And here's here's what I have. My barometer is always uh, Pacific Rim. Are we familiar with the movie I Pacific didn't Rim? I watch Pacific Rim. Okay. I know about it, but I you didn't don't watch need it. to watch Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah, and I get in arguments all the time because too. it is essentially a movie about giant robots fighting giant monsters, mm-hmm. which should be an easy sell, right? But the writing is so intolerably bad, which I know shouldn't matter in a movie like that, but it's mm-hmm. that bad. No, it that can it get does, so bad that it interferes. Yeah. yeah, that I remember going in this movie. I, was, I came out going. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and my bone buddy's and like, I just like turned my brain off. And goes like, so do I. I get it. But it's like somebody took the same writing group that wrote the third Matrix movie and said, hey, let's go make this giant robot movie. And it was just as bad. Which is saying <laughs> a lot because bad. the third Matrix movie is one of the worst things of all time. I never yeah. watched the third one. <gasps> oh, do yourself a favor. There's a giant orgy scene for yeah. no reason. In whatever the place was where they were trying to get to, where all the people that were surviving were. Yeah. It's awful. Astoundingly awful. I can't I undersell the awful. Did I see that movie? Oversell. I always do that wrong. Maybe I did see that movie. Man, and it's I just bad. like blocked out most of it. Like the second, actually sounds second kind of Matrix familiar. movie just didn't make sense. Like it was at that point where they yes. were trying to put it all together and you knew that they really didn't dense. know how to. Like, like even when they were explaining it, you were like, no. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. It's like how I feel about Lost. Like, I watched the first two episodes of that show. I was like, you don't know how this is going to end or what's going on. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, and you I am right. 100% true. You were right. Because they interviewed a writer, like, a year after the show was off there. And they were like, yeah, we really didn't know what we were going to do until, like, we just did it. And I was like, damn right. I knew you didn't. Because <laughs> nobody puts a polar bear and a smoke monster in it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things, awesome. All around. Yes. Highly recommended. Uh, so it's two for two. Alex Grace, highly recommended. Sarah should finish it because she's lame. Um, so we were talking a little bit about Punisher, which is not a thing that I would think this group would talk about, but I don't know what everybody watches. I watched part of it. I've watched all of it. You watched and, all of it because Sarah's husband is way into comic, way into comic books so and I way into Punisher, right? Like super tattooed on, tats his on arm. arms, Punisher. Well, dogs yes. named after no, movie no, no. characters. No, yes. no. Dogs named after Point Break. Point oh, break. I thought there were more. Oh, okay. No. There's only one the dog. two. Punisher was actually really solid. Now, what did you like about the Punisher? Okay, so here's what's, what's because interesting. Because let's preface it, this, though, with telling us the ones that you didn't like, which I think is kind yeah, of amazing. You I didn't like I, Daredevil. I think I'm very much in the minority in this, so please know that please I know that. Please in this room. I yeah, didn't, very much. In, the, I in this house. I didn't love Jessica Jones. I didn't uh, hate it, but I didn't love it, right? I know. It, I, I know. I'm like, I, that's the best one. Yeah. I, I have watched Jessica Jones three times now. Wow. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. I thought it was I. 
Oh man, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Did you watch the right really? Jessica Jones? It's one of those where you feel like I know, like we must be talking about different shows. <laughs> All right, so you didn't like it. So I thought it was fine. You thought it was and like then, Daredevil? You didn't like? Uh, I couldn't stay with Daredevil, and I actually really love Rosario Dawson, but I just couldn't. Stick That's because she's it. like a goddess. I know. I, I loved her in the twenty fifth hour. Mm, because yeah. yeah, she was phenomenal in that, and then that's kind of where it started. She was in Kids, her. do you know? Yes, I movie do. about all the kids no, doing no. all the bad things. Oh, I know. She was in that. She's just amazing. But yeah, didn't love that. But I actually really liked Punisher to the point where when the series ended, and I'm sure you've experienced this before, you like are kind of like, oh, like you kind of oh yeah for a few days, and you're like, okay, oh, I, I have that that's after over. Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard not to. You get so connected with them, and it's you're like, so "Oh, good. when it's over." Right? I had so, it after Jessica Jones too. I didn't, but I did for the Punisher. I love Jessica Jones, which is really weird because I don't typically like Punisher type stuff. If you're wondering, you're not a big I'm, angry, violent, no, blowing stuff up, no, especially people coming from just like ridiculously tragic backstories. But we're only like killing this. the bad guys. I know. I do not mind a vigilante. Batman is my favorite. Of the like superheroes or whatever you that mm-hmm. is like way into Batman in terms of like like for instance the Dark Knight is one of the best movies I feel that I've seen in the past like ten years like with like right up there with I'd say good movie great performance is how I categorize that movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like the I tell you now it's not quite that bad I was gonna make a Coldplay comparison where the what, what was the they put out the album where it's a the it, that was when I ruled I the world like the one big them. song that they had. Mm-hmm. But the rest of that album is garbage. Um, now, the Dark Knight is not Wait, garbage. Wait, are you implying there's a not garbage no, 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 no. Coldplay song? What? Are you implying there's a not garbage uh, Coldplay I song? Love I love that about you. I do. Because Coldplay is a divider of humans. Mm. Um, and I'm very much kind of in the middle. Like oh, They've done some supremely awful things since after their first three albums, I think, since The Scientist. Um, which is the since one with like, got, the half, first got together like, the is what you mean, album. right? No, because I really like them up until... They put out the album that is mostly garbage, except for the one where they dressed like the Beatles. I don't like that um, either. It, I don't like it. It was a good song. Scientist. I like great. the Scientist great album. in Yellow. I think I that's like, what the album is. Yeah. I don't remember if that's what the album is called, The Scientist. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, I don't mind Fix You. But I felt like Dark Knight was a really, really good movie with an outstanding performance by Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. But as a whole no, movie, like I didn't think no. it was like an A. Like no, he no, was no, an no. A plus with no. a B movie. That's I beg to differ. The writing, like a B score, not a B movie. Literally, the writing is phenomenal. No, is, yes, stop it. No, no. I would I need to see it again to have hard. a to have a strong side on this. Okay. I'd have to see what it about again. The, what about the jewel thief example that Alfred gives to Bruce Wayne, where he's like, oh, and in their desperation, they looked for a person they didn't quite understand. You know that part? That's oh my god, just keep talking like time that. Keep being know. Alfred. Time That's fantastic. Time out, time out. Yeah, we need to um, pause. So, this is a really good I did not know this was a talent um, you had. I, I love it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Clips of it in my Two things room. that we just learned about Sarah. Fun facts about Sarah are as follows. <laughs> Former classically trained concert pianist. True. Two, does a hell of a Michael Caine impression. <laughs> it's not bad. It's pretty great. I'm obsessed with this movie. I don't think okay. you know how no, much I fine. love The Dark Knight. I'm obsessed. I mean, you know first of all, first of all you the can opening scene, it starts great with scene. blue flames. That's the first thing you see. No no noise, just blue blue flames. Like, what? What's going to happen? It's amazing. Like, the opening, blue flames. It's the whole screen, okay? Then it jumps right into the bus, the school bus bank robbing from uh-huh. the Joker. Like, uh-huh. 
He's got shotguns, like full-sized ones. Like, how do you start a movie like that? That's amazing. What about the scene in the end in the hospital? He even does, like... He I feel like I'm seeing where you like the Punisher coming from. Like, yeah. this is... I guess so. You secretly like a violent vigilante, I man. I guess. Just, I don't know. But everything, it's so, it. but so good. What like, other vigilantes do you love? Mm. Let's think of vigilantes. No, that's like it. I Have you ever seen the movie Escape from New York? No. You need to see the movie Escape from New York. Although I do like The Rock. Nothing wrong with The Rock. Which, by the way, the new Sorry. Jumanji movie is getting like rave reviews. What? Really? Like, no bullshit. It looks like hot so, garbage. Is it Have supposed you seen to the be? Full is it supposed yes. to be? Really? They got Stupid. sucked into a game. Yeah, Am there's I like a video game right? version of Jumanji now. We saw and they that. Get sucked is there into really the in real life no, no, a video no, no, game version no, no, no. of Jumanji? Well, because if there isn't, like, I'm sure they're going to well, do that I'm right sure, after. Yes, yeah, but as far as I know, not actually. Maybe there was when the first movie came out a long time ago, but not that I know of. But yeah, no, it's getting like. People say it's like one of the first like holiday season movies that is like amazing. Really? Wow. Yeah, and like I didn't expect that either. No, huh. we saw the trailer for that. And we were I like, mean, I don't really expect that out of anything Kevin Hart is in. Oh, damn! Oh. Boom! He's just Shots not. Fired. That's, I mean, it's a fair. Not a fan. Come no. on, look at the movies. No, he's I know been the movies he's done. Like, look at the movies. Do you movies. like stand up? Like, okay? yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like, even he's much better in stand up. He's much. He's much better oh, in stand-up than he is in movies. Oh, I didn't Sarah. hear about this either. Yeah, Don't some. You know what? You know what happened is uh, some woman sent in the. Uh, I th- I'm going to get this wrong, so I apologize if I'm getting part of this wrong. But I know that some of this is true. Some woman that he cheated on with blackmailed him essentially. Sent a tape Ooh. that said, "Hey, I'm Damn. having an affair with you." And he, I mean, he owned it, and he came out, and you know, rather than let her extort him for money. Um, now I could be mixing up two stories because, but part of that is true. Um, no. that basically this woman was going to out it and wow. he owned it. Um, that also happened to, almost happened to, uh, Dave Chappelle, I think. I think he talked about that on the, the yeah. second. He did mention that on stand up yeah. that he got a, yeah. like a video like tape a video in the tape. mail or something. Yeah. Like, oh my like gosh. A yes. VHS. Video <laughs> <tape>. <laughs> an actual Which video he's tape. A, uh, he's got a new stand up coming out. Does that he? they haven't announced yet. I was looking at um, in the Netflix's schedule, and it's like at the end of December. I think. Oh, rock on! Which the first one of the first two was really good. Yeah, no, the they're, one they're both worth watching, though. Like super yeah. worth. They're watching. They're completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. both enjoyable. I had no regrets about either. All right, so you love a vigilante. I do. You've never seen Escape from New York. That's the thing you need to see. Okay. Snake, Snake Plitzkin will be your new best friend. Okay. It's uh, Kurt Russell. Huh. Oh. One of my favorite movies ever. Really? Yeah. In your top five? Oh, hmm. Yeah, we don't want to get into that conversation. That's This brain does not do top five very well. That's all night. Uh, <laughs> we have to get past all the John Cusack movies first. Oh, God. We have to get past Say Anything and High Fidelity. They're like standing there at the top fighting over each other constantly. It's like a battle. What about um, the Gross one? Point Blank? Yes, thank you. That's... uh. Rhea, that's her mom's favorite movie of all time. That's my parents. Like, really? One of my parents. That's so ten. funny. It must be like because it's like the you know high school reunion. Like the I don't know. It must be like that whole. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird that that's like an old older person's. Just like all old people love. Um... <laughs> the big chill. What? Yes, I was going to say the big chill. <laughs> they do. They do. My parents love that movie. Which is funny because that comes back to High Fidelity when they're in their record store and they're talking about the all time top five. Uh, Soundtracks, oh my god! It wasn't soundtracks, it was some song, and they, somebody said, heard it through the grapevine, and then say, automatically, uh, automatically disqualified because it was used in the Big Chill. <laughs> but the Big Chill soundtrack is so good. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. Like the but, the, you know, the big thing about that movie is, like, when you watch it, it's like, it really is just a whiny, middle-aged 
I hate my life movie, which you make those, you know, yeah. but whatever. They have, they have their place. It's like reality bites. It's like real, watching reality bites oh, man. now. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack to reality bites. Great. Super and I love too. that movie. I love it. But now when I watch it, I'm like, okay, can't do it. Now that I'm older, I'm like, just get a job and shut up. But Troy Dyer. Sometimes I feel that Troy way Dyer when I watch of... Empire Records now. No. Nope. Nope. I'm like, no. Empire oh, Records holds up. You think you have such problems. I know. But <laughs> no. when I was 12, see, I was obsessed I still love with it, though. It. I still love it. I, I still love it, too. That great soundtrack. Yeah. Amazing. Soundtrack. Amazing. Amazing movie. Of... That movie is amazing. It's, it's Warren. Warren. Me Warren. It's my name's my favorite. not <laughs> Warren. When I had a student named Warren four years ago, that was playing Dude. in my head. Did you ask him if he'd ever seen it? No. Oh, man. glued all the pennies to the floor? But that's like... It was quarters. Oh, it was pennies. No, no, it was it was, was, it was quarters. quarters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor yeah, me. I've seen it many. Sorry, many I just times. probably Same. was paying attention. <laughs> Same. To, paying attention to the Liv Tyler Renee Zellweger combo on the screen, probably the whole time. I know that. I'm sure that was distracting. Although AJ, oh, really? Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're on Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Rex Manning Day is the best. All right, let's talk about yeah, what else. Um. Talk. Uh, I watched this. I watched Godless. I have Tiana only, started it. I started Godless. I, I haven't finished. This but is one I did I'm a review, review slash preview because I got the screeners early, which was awesome. Thank you, Netflix. Um, watched the whole thing. Nikki watched it with me. Uh, it's fantastic, but you have to go into it knowing that they basically bait and switched you a little bit with the marketing. Because the marketing was very much welcome to no man's land, and you yeah. think it's going to be like, oh, well, in this the first whole show, episode, you're like, there's dudes, right? The whole <laughs> show, you're th- like, you're going to think the whole thing is about like just the women in this town, yeah. And it's really not saying yeah. it's fifty fifty is a little bit generous. Um, I think it's probably if you did, I did see somebody on Twitter that actually not having watched the whole thing, like I had, um, had watched the first episode and kept mm-hmm. score on the speaking parts, and it was seventy yeah. thirty, uh, men. But now, huh. now listen. That does not mean that it is not great. It is really, really well done. Everybody in it is great. Uh, the actors are great. It is beautiful. It is like a big, epic, huge western. Like It is like an 81,000 acre ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it is absolutely outstanding. It's really entertaining. Uh, it falls into a few cliches with the writing towards the end. Like you want them to go somewhere different and not so much hit you over the head with what they're doing and they did they did a few lazy things where i was like oh this is what's gonna happen here and that's what happened there um but overall like i would highly recommend it but you have to go into it knowing that it's not necessarily all about the women as it was marketed i find i'm I'm really interested to see like how its popularity plays out um and how it does generally for you know these next couple of months Mm -hmm. um because it was marketed so heavily as all about the women but a western and I'm not sure, as I'm sure Netflix isn't, how many dudes are going to want to watch that based on that marketing. Well, uh, now, and I'm really interested was, to see like how that actually plays out in real life because. But I also heard they did do separate marketing that was geared towards men. Now I didn't mm-hmm. see that probably because the majority of what I do online is all about The Handmaid's Tale and uh-huh. the female stuff, so I don't get those trailers. But apparently, the marketing that was geared towards guys uh-huh. were different than what was geared towards women but the main images that you've seen for the show are like this welcome to no man's land and mm-hmm. it's very much like the women are the focus and it's not to say that the women aren't a big focus of the show because they are right but it is not like that is the only thing or the main thing and they overshadow the men it's not right and that's not saying that the show was not great it, i 
I loved it. Like, there's nothing about it that I thought was bad other than this is how you sold it and you did a few funky things in the writing. But uh, the women are all awesome. Merritt Weaver yeah. should win all the things. Like, yeah, just give her all the things. Like, take them. Like, you can have them. She's outstanding. Yeah, I meant to ask you guys earlier if you thought Alias Grace was going to make a showing at award. I oh. don't I don't know. She's really good. Um, I think Zachary Levi could win a thing if there's like a... What is that? What is what supporting did, actor? What did, no, what was the one guest. that... Guest. He might be able to win that because he's. I don't think he's in it enough. Yeah, to be I think he's only supporting. in. She's really good. But is he I don't, only on two episodes? No, he's in three. I think. I think he's in three. Three at most. Yeah. yeah. Two in the beginning, and then the one at the towards the end. Hmm. Okay. I think I could be making that up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, not that she was bad. She's great. But I they it goes around so much and there's so yeah. many characters even though like in godless there is too but i feel like they spent a little more time with them because there's 10 episodes of it mm-hmm. and only six episodes of this so it's a little more condensed and so it does do a lot of flashback but i mean she goes through a lot of her she life now the it. only thing yeah. i will say my one criticism about alias grace is that she's 15 when she starts she's 31 when we meet her and the only time she looks any older is the very end of the movie yeah. <laughs> when she's supposed to be when she's supposed to be like 40 or something um, so that would be my one critique is like, oh, you look exactly. The yeah, same I didn't did. realize until like halfway through how big of an age difference it was supposed to be. Yeah, was, I think she, it was probably 16 like 16 years as well as long as she was supposed to. Have been yeah, there. like there was some random mention of it when her best friend was still alive, like yeah. at, like toward the end of that like bit of the, the series. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did not realize like that changes things a bit. Right. And looking back like that probably should have been more of a visual change. Yeah, there wasn't much of a visual <laughs> no, change. No, not really. Not really. Looking over like 30. Well, well but, but they didn't they, make her look 16 is the thing. No. She oh. looked like 28 for the yeah. whole thing except yeah. the very end. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know what they could have done to make her look. I mean, there's things you can do to make well, her yeah, look Well, yeah, I mean, younger, there's, but... there's things you can do like in her style of dress and like sure. makeup and hairstyle and things like that. But yeah, it's probably much more restricted when you're talking about that kind of era that era mm-hmm. and like her her benjamin social status <laughs> benjamin button them they little cgi that would have been so uh, creepy but godless i would highly recommend to anyone uh, you'll like it like you'll get to it and you'll know the funky things that they do that mm-hmm. there are a couple things also beyond the like cliched writing things that if there's three out of the four main people that made this movie the director writer and then the producer two of the producers are three out of the four of the people that did this are men and there are certain things that are in this that had men or had women written it and done it. I don't know if it would have been that way. Uh, you'll know it when you get there. Okay. Um, there's a few things, uh, but yeah, some of those like it. Yeah, you you just I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Well, but there's, there's can I talk questions. about one thing in the first episode that I was already like, mm, I don't think that's how it would really work if there were almost no dudes around. Yeah. Uh, when the women were building what looked like it was probably the frame of a church Church, in the opening Mm -hmm. episode, there is no effing way they would still be wearing their fucking petticoats (laughs) and stays. No way. I'm sorry. You do not climb a ladder wearing that shit. What do you wear back then? Pants. Wear the dude's pants. You got a bunch of pants no husband is wearing at home. Wear the pants. Mara Weaver wears the pants. She does. She wears the pants, but you don't. She's the only one, and it's clear from the way they talk about it that it's, like, not the thing oh, yeah, that no. all the women do. But if there was a town in the Old West Nobody where there was lots of hard work to be done and you were framing Sarah, a fucking no church, would give a shit. Yeah, you would be no. wearing well, There's still pants. four men left, so maybe they're like, you know, there's the bartender, 
the blacksmith. Also, why in the first episode are the, are half of the four men in that town like laughing at the audacity of a woman doing something? Like clearly, right. they can do some shit. Right. You're still there. It's yes. obviously going all right. Why are you laughing and patronizing? Right. No, I didn't get. I that don't understand. Either. But everybody in it's great. Jeff Daniels is great because he's great in mostly everything. Jeff Daniels had, was awesome in that first. The guy episode. that plays uh, Roy is great. Uh, yeah, I don't have a strong it, opinion about it, him yet. It, it, everything about it is really good. Except I like from the, the few, I like the kid. It's not perfect. The kid is great. Yeah. Trucky. Yeah, I like the kid. I don't know what's up with that name, but I like that kid. Trucky. Yeah, I don't know what the name is, but he's outstanding, and we made fun of him just because he does some things where you're like, it's very middle school boy because he's like a teenager and he's like 13 probably. And so he does some very middle school boyish things where you're just like, Trucky, come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely watch it. Like, I know there's a lot of people who are like, it's going to be all about the men. I'm not going to watch it because of how they marketed it. And I think that's Netflix's own deal. But you won't be disappointed by how they handle the women. Yeah. Just know that it's not all do, the women. Well, under my husband's uh, Netflix account, because we have a different account set up for the individuals in our family mm-hmm. because we don't want each other's recommendations basically <laughs> um it it showed him the same preview it showed me really yeah okay. so i don't know like where the line was drawn yeah, i don't know i don't know that's just what i heard and he watches a lame a lot of lame dude movies that ah. like oh i was just gonna are say, very much like i mean he also watches like the great british baking show but let's define he, let's, he watches, let's dive into this a little yeah, bit what what's shows lame dude that? shows mm. it's more movies than shows um, I'm not going to be able to think of one now that you put me on the spot. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, just not good. I can know he's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones kind that's of That's a fantastic I know, that's movie. why I'm trying to think that of That's what, very like different what than think? what I'm talking about now. Tim yeah. watches Always Sunny. Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Never watched. I never watched well, He either. watches lots of it. Yeah. It's funny. It's it doesn't, really good. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a show that I would like, so I just never watched no, it. No, it's good. It's it's well done, but so much. Anybody else <laughs> so see anything much. else? Watch anything else? Oh, we're doing, me and Ariana are, are doing podcasts and Marvel Runaways. Oh, how's that? It's Aww. really good. Yeah. Um, it's So the guy that's directing it, writing it, doing it is the guy that did Gossip Girl. Okay, Josh so I don't really know anything about that show. I don't know I mean, I know, either. I know it's I very... Know it was about teenagers. Yeah, basically teen Blake trash show, you know? That's all I know. And so this is like the Marvel teen trash show um not quite as like ridiculous as probably what gossip girl was um but it's really good we watched the first four um but yeah so me and her because she's read all the comics and so she was like super excited about it and has it lived up to her expectations yes even with her being the because you know how she is even with her being well in the comics it was like this even with that she really has enjoyed the show that's good. Um, the things that it has, you know, and I've tried to desperately instill in her because there's a lot of comic books, movies being made now. I was like, okay. Different animals. Deal. Different animals. The responsibility the of Hulu is to make a good TV show. Now, I'm not saying that you like take Runaways and make it a thing that it's not. But the first responsibility is to make a good Audience movie and, and or show. Audience and purpose. And so it's, you know, you can't do everything. You got to tweak some things. but And also, I like what they've done. They did this kind of the same thing as they did with uh, Margaret Atwood having her as an executive consultant or whatever her title is. Brian K. Vaughn, who is the guy who wrote the series, is an executive producer on the show. So I think that probably in a lot of people's minds will help it stay on the original path. 
but it's really good. Um, so if you're, it, and it's very, I had to watch the first three to make sure it wasn't like inappropriate for her. Um, but for like a, you know, 13, 14 and over crowd, if you, you know, you could watch it with your kid and be good. We enjoyed it together. Cool. All comic book people are like that. Well, in the comments. <laughs> it's true. It's maybe true. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Did you see anything else? What else? Any movies? No, I still want to see Thor. Like, Tim and I have a Thor's amazing. I, yeah, I haven't seen Thor, Thor either. It's so good. And, yeah. He, so good. He was, like, nerding out so hard on it. It's, when he came home, he was like, ah! like it's, it's awesome. probably the best one. Yeah, that's what he said, too. Because it, even, like, even as much, like, humor as they inject normally, it's kind of dialed up, but not, like, overly campable. Right. Really, like, ah! like it's, that doesn't turn it into a different thing, but it is laugh out loud funny like the whole time for the yeah most part. i listened to a pop culture happy hour where they you talked about it and it yeah it sounded there's really lots good. Of, there's, said the there's the humor was perfect in like it. Yeah. it is like it's also like stranger things equivalent pop cultural references there are references yeah. through the whole thing it's Tim's amazing like, the soundtrack is like beating guardians of the galaxy and it's i was crazy. like oh i finally watched guardians of the galaxy too oh, yeah. great movie so yeah good. that was so good teenage Groot at the end. so oh, good so awesome <sighs> Um, what else? I, I don't think I've watched anything else. I'm get, I watched the first two, three group. episodes of uh, Dark, which is this new German sci-fi thing that's going to be on Netflix. I've not heard of this. Uh, it's really good, but it is. If I could define a thing as German, it is super German because it is like <laughs> well, it's probably appropriately it's very named. Serious and like brooding and dark. Hence the name of the show. But I. I'm going to do a little, here's my review of Dark, because I put a guide up for it today, because that's what I've been doing lately for the shows that I've been, like, watching ahead of time. I'll put out a little review, and I use Adobe's little thing to make a Mayday's guide to fill in the blank. Uh, so, this show is essentially about people disappearing. So, kids disappear in this town in Germany, which is also around, basically the whole thing that keeps the town afloat is a nuclear power plant. So... It's like a company town? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, essentially. I mean... It, probably wasn't always meant to be that way but that's basically what keeps the town afloat gotcha and so they're getting ready to shut down the power plant at the point of time when we get it which is i guess current time um and we keep hopping back from 1986 to this time because somehow the kids that are getting kidnapped are going back to 1986 what with this dude and he puts time travel there's time travel there's random kids disappearing there's overlapping times there's butterfly it i three episodes in and it's really just now at the end of the world building foundation. There's 10 hmm. episodes, which I feel is fine. Three episodes to like lay the groundwork is fine for me out of 10. Um, and it's not like tedious, but uh, it's very dark, very brooding, but it's really good. Like it's not anybody you've ever heard of. It's not people that you've, you know, huh. even heard of. Or like, no, it's it's I think this is their first German produced TV show. On Netflix is what they said today. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's fantastic. Like if you're a fan of thinky kind of very opposite end of the spectrum of Guardians of the Galaxy science fiction, where you're like you know it's mystery sci-fi, mm-hmm. dark stuff. Um, if you have children and you have problems with them being disappearing, yeah, or being <laughs> if kidnapped stuff about or kids being killed scares you. or bodies, trigger warnings abound. In the first, yeah. and I've only seen the first three episodes. Yeah, that doesn't sound uh, like something that Todd would so, want. Yes, uh, so that is a thing. But other than that, it's really good. Um, the performances have all been really good. It's kind of like you get you're getting the 1986 versions of the characters and the now versions of the characters, mm-hmm. and they all kind of 
you're figuring out why they are the way they are now because of what happened back then. And like one of the spoiler alert, one of the kids that disappears from now, from now ends up in 1986 meeting his parents because he tries to go home and he goes, the, they still live at his parents' house, like in now time. So he goes there and his dad as a teenager in high school answers oh, the door that's like and obviously doesn't know who he is and he doesn't recognize him because he probably hasn't seen him. He's only like Very 12. Back to the future. But yeah. But yeah, nobody starts disappearing or anything. So that's the other thing, like for my generation and anybody after 1985, like it's really hard to watch a time travel show that does not play by the back to the future rules yeah. of time travel yeah. because like where you ruin just kinda, it if right. you, yeah. yeah, you, it's kind of ingrained in our brains now. Yeah. It's like, things that's are supposed the way to start breaking. Work. And you're like, no, that's the way Steven Spielberg and George Lucas said it. Right. I'm like, oh, that's not science. <laughs> Spielbergian like, no. science. No, it's science. No. So lots of trippy science fiction stuff, and I, at at episode three, I still, much like when I watched um, American Gods, I'm still not quite sure what the hell is going on, but I like it. So yeah. I would definitely recommend it. It's all subtitled, so if you're not into reading your movies for portions of it, then yeah. you know that might be a Don't thing. Mind. But I actually like subtitles. Yeah. Dark on Netflix. The, uh, and uh, much like, what's uh, Run, Lola, Run? Was, mm-hmm. I think, I the first Lola, movie Run, in German Lola, that I'd ever watched. And I remember Same. telling Tiana, because she told me to watch it, I was like, German is a really hard language to watch a movie <laughs> in because it just sounds like people are fighting the entire time. Mm. They're like, people <laughs> are just screaming at each other and angry when they're not even angry. But uh, this is... Yeah, they could be saying something really sweet and it right? still sounds like shouting. Right. Yeah. So again, I've only seen the first three episodes, but so far, as quality of anything that i've seen you know there's nothing bad about it thus far so check it out dark on netflix starts tomorrow actually december 1st or anything else i feel like we've covered a lot that's all i've been up to yeah i also finally watched um the rest of the world has already seen a long time ago dr strange so good oh yeah it was so good did you enjoy Mm -hmm. dr strange dude i actually he's not even a vigilante though no i know (laughs) i didn't love it like i said (laughs) He is an asshole. Bad men. Yes. He is an asshole. He is. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe that's the thing. No. Okay. The Punisher isn't an asshole. He's lovely. To, I mean, well, he's not lovely, but he's like, he's not. That may be the first time he's been described as lovely. No, he's he's, he's like got a secret friendship with Micro that's really cute, and then he looks after Micro when they become real friends. But he's very paranoid at first. I wish all our listeners could see your face right now. (laughs) Like when Sarah, when Sarah's really into a thing and explaining it, it's one of. I don't know. What's the word? Is it like adorable? <laughs> it's yeah. It's no. it's cute, it's which adorable. is hard to say to an adult woman, and I'm sorry, hey, but that it is condescending. I'm not. It's, it's not, adorable. I'm not trying yeah, to be condescending. I'm really just right trying to here. find the word. Well, you're telling <laughs> to okay. see your face. I, hey, Punisher is good news, guys. It does get really brutal. I mean, he does really go on a rampage at one point. Lots of but, trigger points. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. But he really likes Micro. And he treats Micro really well, and Micro's family. He's a good guy, you guys. Just because he murders and snaps necks and stuff doesn't mean that he doesn't have a good side. It's all bad guys, See? That's why I like The Godfather, but I don't like um, Goodfellas. Because The Godfather... Oh, because there's no redeeming quality about Ray Liotta's character? Yes, because in The Godfather, he's like warm, and he plays in the oranges in the garden, and they like... But he's still a mob boss. Yeah, but he loves his wife. So you're okay with it as long as (laughs) he loves his wife and leads a regular life. He has a garden, you know what I mean? But then Goodfellas was like, that guy was just a piece of shit. Like, I just hated him the whole time. And I was like, you're the worst guy. And then he is the worst. I still love that movie, though. Didn't like it. 
But then the Godfather, there was like warm music, and he's like a good dad, kind of. I was pretty <laughs> terrible though. I don't like Kay though. Isn't that interesting? I thought Kay, Kay? was horrible. Who's that was Kay? Michael's wife. Oh, uh, was that uh, that uh, Diane, oh, Diane Keaton? Diane Keaton's role, yeah. She was she, only in it for like. Well, at the 10 very minutes. end, but then the second one, she's really in it. Because I like she, the part where James Conn goes to the toll booth. When he dies? Super dies. Super dead. Super but Sonny dies. So, like, Sonny. super dead. But then they have to answer I will give, Santino. Uh, no, I lo- I'm a big Godfather fan. It's not like the greatest thing in the history I'm of mankind. In, I'm way into it. It's fine, which I appreciate that. And I appreciate what it is. I read the book. But they, I will say this for them. They made sure everyone was super dead. Very dead. Yeah, there's Very no thoroughly dead. back. It's not like a soap opera where they come back. No. And they're, like, not dead. They're really no. dead. Yes. All right. I think that wraps it up. Sarah Loves Vigilantes. Uh, everybody should watch Stranger Things Season 2 and try and figure out what uh, Max's brother's all about. Uh, yeah. It's about the mullet. That's what he's about. Yeah. Now, did it's you... Have, hair. Now, you know I like to nickname things. Yeah, what did you nickname people? Now, okay, so let's talk about this very briefly. Because clearly he was supposed to be, there was a big argument online over whether he was supposed to be more Rob Lowe or more Kiefer Sutherland. More Rob Lowe. You didn't think he was like almost 100% Lost Boys Kiefer Sutherland? He reminded I think me of he Rob really Lowe. wanted to be 100%. I started Lost calling Boys him, so I called him a combination of things. It was either Rob Sutherland <laughs> or Kiefer Lowe <laughs> or Rob Kiefer. <laughs> I like Kiefer Lowe is pretty great, right? Kiefer Lowe is the best one, although Rob Kiefer's pretty great. Rob Kiefer. So every time oh, we come yeah. on this guy's like, oh, Rob Kiefer's mad. When I first saw him, I was like, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe. So yeah. Well, he's got the Rob Lowe face, but then he's he got... He does. He totally whole, like, has Rob Lowe he's got, like, the whole. He's got, like, the whole Lost Boys, Kiefer Sutherland hair with the earring yeah. and the attitude. Oh. Yeah, he's got the attitude, but, like, I... F- yeah. I feel like you were going to say a bad thing about Lost Boys. That's not going to happen. No, right? no way. Okay. But I just saw, yeah, I guess his face was deceiving because it was very Rob Lowe ish. Yes. It was very kind of pretty ish or something. Whatever Rob Lowe is, which is kind of pretty. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that distracted me and made me more Rob Lowe than Keeper Sutherland. I can handle that. All right. So thank you for joining us on another edition of Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast for the most part. Have a lovely time. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. It's great to have Sarah around. I'm glad to be back. Tiana, as always. Love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Please head over to allconsumingcontent.com for more great podcasts. You can check out Back to the Money Bin, a DuckTales podcast, Player vs. Player podcast, and Blues Hockey podcast. You can also check out our radio station at Handmaid's Resistance Radio. That is on Slacker Radio or for free on the Slacker app.